Take off, you hoser. Hello, and welcome to I Hate Music. I'm here today with uh, Marty Hill. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, man? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure. All right. So, Marty. Yes. You are in Barrowlands. I am. What else are you in? What else are you up to? Uh, let's see. I am in Snares of Sixes with you. That's correct. I'm in Sculptured with you. That's correct. You're the... Uh, what are you doing in Sculptured again? Trumpet? Uh, uh, trumpet, yes. Yeah, trombone. Yeah. You're a tromboner? No, uh, uh, trumpet. We're trumpet. an all-trumpet band. No, but uh, seriously, you are the only one that's done with the new Sculptured record, correct? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, but I keep waiting for um, for you guys to tell me to do it all over again. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but probably not. Um, yeah, you finished your drums when? Like February? Um, April, I think it was. April? Yeah, it was a little bit later than... Okay. Yeah, so you finish your drums then. We're going to be tracking more this fall, I believe. Cool. And uh, what's up with Barrowlands? Uh, we just released our latest record, our second record, Tinder, mm-hmm. um, at the end of October. Uh, the vinyl should be out next week, I think. Nice. Um, that so got uh, delayed as usual. Right, yeah. Are you telling people to swipe right on your new record? Uh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't heard that oh, one yet. Oh, never. What? <laughs> no, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, okay, that's awesome. And uh, you have anything else going on musically? Um, got a show coming up with Uwada, uh in mid-December. Um, we've got a record release show that ha- isn't technically announced yet, but that's happening in January. Okay. Um, that should actually get uh, dropped here pretty soon um, with who's on that bill. So I'm um, looking forward to both of those things. Nice. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, should we just launch into it? Yeah. All right. Let's see um, what's going on. So this first song that I chose, mm-hmm. um, you may be familiar with, but I'm okay. hoping you are not Um as it's one of your favorite artists. Really? But it's kind of an obscure one. So let's see it. Hey, who oh, hey. are you? You're what they call the educated consumer. No matter what you're yeah, buying, you look closer before you make a decision. I totally love that. Night by silent selling Oh, sounds like Joey Ramone. It is. Quietly 
Do you know this one? No. never heard this so this is uh joey doing a john cage song are you serious yeah yeah it's off of a, a compilation called caged uncaged and uh wow I, yeah i had it on cd way back in like the mid 90s and got rid of it and almost instantly regretted it i had no idea this even existed yeah it's awesome. It's all like the comp is all these like New York artists like covering Cage songs. It's brilliant. That is totally insane. Now even Do you have any idea when this was recorded? I want to say like 94, 95 maybe. Wow. That is so crazy. Yep. That's the whole thing? Yeah, it's just short and sweet. It's uh, Damn. That's crazy. Yes. You, you were like, I was like, uh, that's Joy Ramone. Obviously, this does not sound like anything I've heard. And then when you said covering John Cage, like my brain broke for a second. It's <laughs> like, that can't be real. Really? Covering John Cage? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the, like I said, the whole like album CD uh, is just crazy. Uh, John Cale uh, was uh-huh. the one that put it together, I believe. Okay. So... Wow, that's really awesome. Well, good work on that one. Thanks. Jeez, that's that's really crazy. Okay, I'm not exactly sure which one to play. Um, this is a long-time favorite of mine. Uh, actually, probably one of my top five favorite bands, I would say. Milk Banana. Um, I would say close, but it's not. Boredoms. <laughs> no, but I do love the boredoms. Okay, I'll just play this one because I do like this. Shown a knife. No, not shown a knife. Abba. What was that? Abba. 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 Did you know it's a palindrome? Abba. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Take my halo, oh 
that Chris Connolly on vocals? No. This sounds like that uh, Trey Gun album. <laughs> um, dang it! Um, I thought it was Chris Con- a Chris Connolly solo album. I'm, I'm on the right track, though, aren't I? No, no, not, not even close. This is actually a really bad one to play. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing another one. Like I love that song, but. It's not really. Let's do this one instead. Yeah, this is a better choice. Sounds like something I would have listened to in like 1990. Yeah, this album is probably. Uh, let's see if it says. Probably like 96. Yeah, I'm not sure. I got into him about. 91. They released like four or five records and broke up. And then they had a comeback record that was phenomenal. And now they've been defunct for 15 years, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on this one. They're on Metal Blade. But. Doodles? No. <laughs> but they, they totally flew under the radar. Like. Hardly anybody knows this band. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm not. This isn't ringing a bell. But I'm digging it. This is like one of those bands that when I discovered Faith No More, I would have like tracked down. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah they're. It's like these guys are. Like totally surreal and crazy. It's not Angkor Wat, is it? No. Okay. So I was gonna say I, I, there's two Angkor Wat records, and I'm kind of familiar with one, and not so familiar with another one. The the day that Kurt Cobain committed suicide, I saw these guys open for Typo on the Bloody Kisses tour. Oh wow! And they dressed up like Nirvana, and they opened and closed with "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Oh wow! And. I saw them two or three times before they broke up. Huh. And then the drummer went on to join uh, Pansy Division. Oh, wow. I played with those guys once a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait. You've mentioned these guys to me before. Oh, of course I have, yeah. yeah. And then he went on to form I Am Spoonbender. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, you almost said it. Yes. Thought industry, right? Yes, thought okay. industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I had one of their albums. Oh, you did? I did. 
I forget which one because again it was in the early 90s so right um, yeah so the, the first one's kind of like math rock type of stuff really really proggy yeah um, and then they got a little bit more catchy and poppy but they're always so interesting because they're so like disjointed and dissonant and the vocal or the lyrics are just pretty like free form almost nonsense yeah they're always so catchy and so angular and interesting. Their very last album is just fucking amazing. Yeah, I like these guys a lot. I'm glad you got it. Is this off like their second album or something? This or is like third album. Someone should release a vinyl box set of these guys. I know, and I don't think there's any vinyl at all. There is no. That's why I don't have it. <laughs> right. Because I got rid of all the CDs, so um, yeah. that was one of the ones that went. Cool. That's that. Cool. So kind of a theme after that last one. Okay, I like that. Is this thought industry? No. <laughs> but I was listening to this band around the same time as, as thought industry. Oh, God. It sounds familiar. How is this related to the thought industry? This time frame? Time frame. Um, it was one of those bands. So, like I said, when I was discovering Faith No More, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta find more like weird metal." You know, um, right? This fell into that category for me. This might not be the most weird song they did, but. Stuff like this always reminds me of like Wrathchild America. It's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I almost played that. Thought you'd figure that one out too, too quickly. Which, of course, Wrathchild America makes me think of bands like Ludacris. Right. Um, but I think I'm barking up the wrong tree. This is like an area of metal that I missed a lot of, I think. Like, it makes me think of, like, Watchtower or something. But I don't really know that area of metal very well at all, so... There's just things going on with this band that, like, 
for the time was really different, I thought. Like, some of the things going with the bass underneath it mm-hmm. and the, the vocalist delivery, you know. So they're American. Yeah. Will I know the name? Like, do I know these guys? Oh, I'm, pr- I'm fairly certain you'll know the name. You have 40 seconds to figure it out. <laughs> Oh, it's Iron Maiden, Prayer for the Dying. (laughs) No. Oh. I don't hate this. I'm not sure if I like it or not. You should check this band out a little bit more, dig deeper into their catalog. Uh, the albums before this were a little bit weirder. Um, so, What album, I mean, what number album is this? This is three, I think, or four. That's an abrupt ending. Yeah, well, it, it jumps right into the next song on the, on the album. Right. Um, uh, so it's American. It makes yeah. me think like Texas or something for some reason. I'm pretty sure they were an L.A. band. Oh, they they were one of those LA bands along with like Jane's Addiction that were kind of like breaking the mold. Okay, like early nineties. Mm, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Mind over four. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I actually even listened to those guys somewhat recently for some reason. I can't remember why. Yeah, I never got into them, never really knew much about them. They were just one of those bands, like, when I was reading, you know, Metal Edge or something, um, the name came up, and I think there was some reference, like, you know, for fans of, you know, Faith No More. And I I was like, at the time, it's like, what? And so I tracked down a couple of their cassettes um, at the local record store. Right. And, uh, And they've stuck in my head. I'm going to move on to another one here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to preface this by saying that when I first heard this many, many years ago, I thought, well, this can't be real. This is like some kind of joke. And at the time, I didn't know anybody that knew it existed. But now I feel like everybody kind of knows about it, that it exists, but I'm not sure many people have heard it. Do you know what it is already? It's this weird little boy. (laughs) Didn't you play this already for yeah. someone else? God damn it. I did. Okay. No. Let's let's check this one out. Okay. Is it showing a knife? No. I wish.
Michael? No. Good guess. I was going to say it's Bjork. It's Bjork. But this is one of her other projects? Nope. No? You're on the right track. Oh, this is that, uh, is this like one of those weird remixes where someone took her tracks and like dropped it over someone else? Yes. Well, yes. Oh, is this that carcass thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just assumed that somebody just did it, but it's actually like sanctioned by Bjork. Like she asked carcass to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. So was this just like, as far as a release, was it just, I don't know, like a B-side of a CD single? I'm not really sure, to be honest. Bjork has a new record coming out, I think, like, next month or something. I thought it was out already. Oh, really? It might be. I don't know much about it. She's always been one of my favorites. I like her solo stuff, but I'm still a bigger fan of Sugar Cubes. I love sugar cubes, yeah. It's funny because it doesn't really sound like Carcass. No, it's a little groovy. Especially that bass line, yeah. like Carcass would never do that. No. Not even Swan Song. I always like Bjork when she's like doing stuff with other people like, yeah there's yeah. the 808 state uh stuff that she did and she did some backing uh vocals for current 93 yeah um and i love all that stuff yeah and then um her album vespertine is with motmos yeah and then or no vespertine is with Patton and rozelle and then no, no you're vespertine is Right, okay, Vespertine is with Motmos. Uh, Medulla is yes. with Patton and Razelle. Right. Yeah. Her videos are always awesome, too. pinch harmonics are kind of ridiculous. (laughs) 
I wonder how that came about. Like, does she really know Carcass? Is she familiar with Carcass? Like, really? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if she was. I mean, I think it's more of a shocker that she was involved with Current 93 for a record. Right. I think that was even before the Sugar Cube stuff. I think it was, because she's moved to London and got hooked up with those guys somehow. Well, David Tibet went to Iceland Mm -hmm. and did an album with uh, HOH. Um, okay. It's, it's an album called Island. Right. You know, uh, so, and I think all the musicians on it are Icelandic. So that's how I think she got involved with that. Well, yeah. I mean, what I read is that she did that when she was living in London, though. So oh, maybe. I'm not sure. Because she lived in London for a time, and that's when she got stalked Ooh. by that dude, and he wanted to kill her. And oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, there's like, She's getting stalked by some dude. I don't know the whole story, but. All right. Taking it way back. All right. I don't know what to say. (laughs) This song got me in trouble in high school. Is it because of that solo you got in trouble? Yes. (laughs) Or or this one? I I played this for my choir class. Wow. At the end of, it was like mixed ensemble. Uh, boys and girls and there's like at the end of class there was always time to play music and so I would I would bring in stuff like poison or warrant and oh check this out you know because we were in the middle of nowhere you know town of 800 people right um, and uh, so no one knew what this stuff was and so then I got introduced to this and I was like well you know this has a positive message um and yeah, my, oh. my, my, my teacher went to my parents and I got in trouble. It has a positive message? It does. Is it? No, I want to say a band, but I think that's wrong. When you say positive message, I think it must be Christian. Yeah. So, Living Sacrifice? Nope. 
here, here comes the part that disturbed everybody. Well, after this little blast at the end. My choir teacher couldn't believe this was a Christian band. Well, there's only like three Christian bands. <laughs> so it's Living Sacrifice, which it's not. It's Believer, which it's not. Or it's the one last one I can't think of. Uh, Come on, TikTok. I can only, I, I've seen Living Sacrifice live. Yeah. Definitely not them. Nope. Believer is really awesome and really melodic. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. I, I I'm gonna kick myself when you say it. Vengeance. I don't know them. Oh, they, these guys were like the first. As, really. As, as far as the extreme Christian bands go, like this was before Believer and before uh, tur- Tourniquet and things like mm-hmm. that. And uh, yeah, I got hmm. into big trouble for this band. Um, you played you played the song and they freaked out. Oh yeah, and like they demanded to see the lyrics and like the lyric sheet has like every single line is has, shows like what Bible verse they took the lyrics from, and uh, that didn't matter. They, they were just like, "This is just terrible." You know? Really? Yeah. And then you know, funny thing is, like years later, the vocalist became a Satanist. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, he completely disowned it. <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. Did he have any like story behind becoming a Satanist? Or? I think he just realized what he was doing was all bullshit. And so he was just like, you know, I'm done. And let's go the other direction and be the super extreme. And he was always threatening to put out a bunch of new music. And uh, I never heard anything so i'm sure it just never happened i'm right. sure the guy was just all talk so wow that's pretty funny yep and they were from the states right yeah they were also an la band i believe hmm. so is that all you listen to is la bands yes that's gonna be a problem <laughs> all right so speaking of la bands i believe this band is from san francisco uh, is, it, is it Third Eye Blind? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, is it Fungo Mungo? No. So I'm going to give a little backstory in this band. I really love this record. The rest of their records I don't really like. They broke up for a long time. Then they reformed and changed their sound completely. Faith No More. No. Most people I know that know this band really hate them. I also, like 15 years ago, found out the main dude in this band was a huge Agaloc fan. And I met him on oh, a few occasions. I know who it is. You do? Yeah. You do not. I do. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you do? I do. I, I didn't even get to finish my rant. <laughs> I was going to go into Daniel Menchie talking about like the style of music and how much he hates it. Okay, tell me who it is. I'm already feeling the funk. 
Every day's a holiday. Yeah, it's not that song, but it's that band. Okay, fuck you. I'm just going to play it. I'm going to play a little bit of it then. Come on. Come on. I, I loved the San Francisco like funk metal scene. I, I lived know, but, for that. But these guys were possibly the best, I thought. The first record, Fool's Game, was yeah. good, but it was way more thrashy. Right. This record, to me, is, like, flawless. Even though it's got, like, the rapping and the right. DJ, it's, it's so melodic. The, fir- the first two records are flawless to me. It's yeah. the stuff that came after that. I really tried to get into, what was that record after this one? Vision. Uh, Vision. Yeah. And they had the EP. You know, it was, it was all okay, but... They're one of those bands like Flotsam and Jetsam that I'm always hoping for. I'm like, every time I hear that they're doing new stuff, I'm like, oh, well, this, they're going to shine on this one. And, yeah. and I keep hoping and I keep hoping. And, yeah. You know, but well, they're not, they're not putting out new stuff. They're just, they're doing shows over in Europe, but, right. uh, you know, so maybe someday. Well, Mordred, yeah, they, they turned into a Viking metal band too. Oh, uh, that's news to me. Yeah, they did for a while, um, and they were playing in California, and the, the one main dude, I can't remember his name, he lived in Portland, mm. met him a few times, um, and they turned into like, they kind of sounded like Unleashed, but with shouty vocals, but it was just like, it was none of these guys, it was like the guy that was on the demo that like formed the band, oh, gotcha. and left long before this happened, you know, like one of those things. I listened to this record so much in high school It was just like It was kind of disgusting Yeah, I'm still on a quest to find both this and Fool's Game on vinyl. They don't seem to be popular in the U.S. And everything, yeah. everything I can find is like, order it from Germany, order it from England, you know. And I found this record on Discogs, I don't know, two weeks ago for like 30 euro or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'll pull the trigger sometime. Yeah. I just know that I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to find it they'll, for, they'll for reissue 10 it. Crossroads, or yeah. they'll reissue it or something, yeah. yeah. That's how it always happens. But yeah, I really, I loved this band, and um, when I first started playing bass, I was like trying to emulate that that little run thing in the beginning. Yeah. It's just, they're all ridiculous players, and they had that video, not the Everyday's a Holiday video, but they had a different one for this record, and like, where they like showed the DJ and they're all playing live. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Well, there's there's a whole live concert DVD. That's right. From, yeah, I forgot about that. I've got it somewhere. Yeah. Someone sent me a riff on that or something. Oh really? It's yeah. Long out of print, and you know, I I don't even know if it ever was officially a DVD. I think it was VHS only. I think I saw a copy on VHS. Yeah. yeah. Someone ripped it for me. Yeah.
Yeah, every now and then I'll bring up this band to people and they'll be like, oh, God, really? Mordred? I paid. I, I found a 12-inch single by them in Seattle a couple years ago and paid an exorbitant amount of money for it. But uh, I had to have it. For what era? This, it was this a, one? Yeah, it was a single off this album. Falling Away? Yeah. I think it was on green vinyl. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so on the Menchie episode, I I played uh, Mucky Pup. I don't know that. And he kind of lumped him in with the whole funk metal thing like these guys, but I don't think that's really accurate. They're more like an MOD type of thing. Okay. But they kind of had a somewhat funky element to it, but they were just like a joke metal band. Really awful, but he like went off on funk metal. Yeah. He called it a, a disease. Yeah, there's a time and place for it. I would say on the whole, I dislike funk metal type stuff, but I love Mordred. What about Psychofunkopus? I'm honestly, I'm not even sure if I've ever heard them. Like, I've seen the name. They're so good. See, like in high school, like when I was like 15, 16, like I loved Limbo Maniacs. I loved Monkey Pop. I loved Infectious Grooves. I'm not sure I could listen to it with the same fervor that I did back mm. then, you know? But uh, Mordred has staying power for me for sure. All right. Well, since. Uh... Since you love the L.A. band so much, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to play you another L.A. band. Awesome. Come on. Oh, man. What the hell are you playing me? <laughs> Is this Slayer? Yes. Nate Carson's the only I other person I know that knows this band. Or I'd hit him with my shoe. He shook his head and said no. So I hit him the first time. He gave me the medal, but he tried to run away, so I hit him with the shoe again. He kept crying and making noise. Well, I was afraid someone would hear. So I kept on hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. You're blowing my mind here. What are we talking, 80s, 90s? 80s. You should play this for your kids. Was this like a live band? Oh, yeah. I discovered this band because they did the soundtrack to a film in the 80s that when I was a little kid, I loved. Like, every time it was on USA, um, the USA Channel, I would watch it. You know, it's like, and I probably haven't seen the movie since the 80s. And if I watched it now, I'd, I'd probably be like, Ugh. Right. But the movie was super important to me as a, as a little kid. Uh, and, like, this band stuck in my head because they're just so unique it's so weird um 
and I stumbled across them years later, and I was just like, I know that band. Oh my god. Oh my god. And just kind of tracked them down. And... Wow. song by them since yeah this one's short and you haven't figured it out yet um and considering um this next song was it's kind of a letter to someone who just died dear mr manson have you heard of or seen a man from Wisconsin by the name of Ed Gein. You helped me discover the beetles and stones, but he turned me on to the beauty of bones. At 16, my feelings for you haven't changed, but Ed Gein has shown me the meaning of strange. I'm due a term paper on him for school how could he be such a square and so This is really weird stuff. It kind of reminds me of Cardiacs. Kind of sort of. At times, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, because of the instrumentation, like if you strip the vocals away, um, it's almost Universe Zero, too. Like, oh, yeah. It's got that uh-huh. chamber rock thing going on. Yeah. You know, obviously, it's a little more LA than Universe Zero. Um, right. A little more, you know, um, poppy. Yeah. So this band is called the Fibonacci's. <laughs> I love them. And I wish there was more. They, they, there's like two records and a single. And then they, and they're gone. Yeah. How do you spell the Fibonacci's? Uh, F-I-B-O-N-A-C-C-I-S. Wow. How did I ever miss this? <laughs> you should track them up all their stuff down it's you know funny enough I run across records by them all the time in town oh really yeah and they're cheap they're like five dollar records because nobody knows who they are yeah (laughs) that's ridiculous (laughs) but the the movie they did the soundtrack for is called Terror Vision and it's about an alien that lives in this, this family's closet like controls your TV. Huh. Wow. Dear Mr. 
heard of or seen a man from Wisconsin by the name of Ed Gein. Fibonacci's. All right. Yeah. I like that one. That one's really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to see if I can track down some of that stuff. Do I have any more L.A. bands on my list? Probably. Maybe. This is probably definitely top ten band for me. Shona Knife. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd recognize Shona Knife if you played it for me. I know I've heard them, but... I haven't played them tonight yet. Damn it. Okay. All right, shut up for a second. I'm going to play this. Easier as fuck. <laughs> toys are sexy. Toys are sexy. Toys are sexy. Toys are sexy. Look at that fucking dollhouse. It's fucking cute. It makes me wanna jizz all over the swimming pool and the nice fucking windows. Toys are sexy. Toys are sexy. Toys are sexy, toys are sexy, toys are sexy, toys are sexy, toys are sexy. Look at those little fucking baby dogs. Look at that nice sexy. So we're allowed to play our own stuff? I wish I made this. No, you're not allowed to play your own stuff. Because I've got stuff in my past that probably would rival this. They're only 14 bucks. Small price to pay for some sexy toys that you can beat off on. Don't need a hooker. Look at those stuffed animals in a basket hoop. Is this a Christian band? Yes. Toys are sexy. Look Did you get in trouble for this in high school? No. I I could have. I listened to this band nonstop in high school. Toys are sexy. Toys are sexy. I want to beat up on an extra sketch. I want a little play kitchen set with a sink and a phone and a microwave and a stove with some electric range and a little pool table that I could choose on. I could put my meat all in the pocket. Woo! Wow, I'm drawing a blank on this. And Ernie and Bert <laughs> with my dick. I literally listened to this band nonstop in high school. Is this like the Meat Men or something? No. The, the fact that I can't hear the drums at all, that it's just so lo-fi has got me completely confused. Okay, here's one more short song. Martians are bug! Martians are bug! Martians are bug! Martians are bug! I was in space, and I came down from Mars in a UF fucking O, and I was driving in a space, and I yes. saw a planet Earth, and I got pissed. The album after in this life? It's uh, Queens of the Stone Age demos. I love it, and they should too. So I drove a UFO onto a farm. I blew up some cows, and then I got pissed. I went around and skanked on a barn. And I made punk <laughs> skanked on a barn. Face. Yeah. I think that Man. punk is earthly dumb. I made people In high school, I had all their lyrics rock. memorized. Punk is for punk. I had, yeah. I was pen pals with the singer. And uh, 
he sent me like Martians these homemade fun. shirts. I still talk Martians to him to this day. Huh. Actually, I, I dressed up like him for Halloween this year. No, you didn't. I did. It was a punk. Well, kind of. So Weren't you Neil Hamburger for? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was Hamburger Helper for Halloween. And it got off pissed off. I was running around in a circle. Saw some clubs that were not playing punk. So you're like Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> I did look like Morgan Spurlock. And we fucked up the whole place with the uh, face stop. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. I'm, I don't know who this is. This podcast is actually named after this band. Because they have a song called I Hate Music. And I played that song as the outro music on the first episode. Uh, this band is Fossil Fuel. Oh, yeah, I don't know that band at all. They did nothing but demos, and they spawned legions of other weird-ass, ridiculous improv bands in Ohio <laughs> after them. The main guy is Dave Shaw. Uh, he was also in a band called Sockeye. I don't know that one. And, yeah, they like had this whole like cult of weird Ohio kids that, did, that were really into surrealism and punk. <laughs> and... This band was the first one I heard. And I heard this band because it was like 91, I want to say. And I was tape trading. And I got the Nihilist. No, not 91. It had to been earlier than that. It's like 89 or 90. I got the Nihilist demo as a tape trade. And I got it from, I want to see, I want to say Ash from Estuary of Calamity. And he put fossil fuel at the end of the demo. Just as filler. It was Ash, because he's from Ohio. And so here I am, like, listening to the Nihilist demo, and then Fossil Fuel comes on, and I'm like, what the hell is this? But Fossil Fuel just blew my mind, and I got totally obsessed with it, and I got in contact with these guys um, through Ash. And, yeah, now I've, I mean, I've known Dave for many, many years now. And it's because of this band that I got into things like Mr. Bungle, and then I started projects like Snares and Self Spiller. And uh, Dave was actually on the Self Spiller record. Nice. Um, it was a stepping stone for me to get into Lawnmower Death. Like, it was my first introduction into like abstract, weird, cool, you know, semi humorous type stuff. And uh, yeah, I love them. But they only have demos, but they, they pressed a couple things on, on vinyl just themselves. But uh, and then. Must have been about eight years or so ago. Uh, one of the guys in Fossil Fuel had a 40th birthday party in Ohio. Yeah. And I drove from Wisconsin to Ohio to see oh, wow. Fossil Fuel play on his birthday. And it was amazing. That's cool. Yeah. All right. You, you mentioned demos, so um, mm -hmm. we're going we're gonna to keep it demo. Oh, cool. I can do that, too.
Those kick drums are a little hanky. A little sloppy. Yeah. Vocals almost sound like Martin Van Drunen or, you know, something like that. Yeah, so this was a, a band in Orlando, uh, mid-90s, called Infamy. Okay. And uh, their, their guitarist slash vocalist uh, is a guy named Darren Bridges that I was really good friends with. Um, he was in another band called Gargamel that uh, I hung out with when the like two and a half years I lived there. Mm-hmm. And they were, Gargamel was kind of a Mr. Mongolish type band. They're still going, uh, geez, 20 years later, uh, they're still putting out CDs and like ruling Orlando, even though nobody's heard of them outside of Orlando. Right. Um, unfortunately, Darren's not with the band anymore. He, I'm not sure what he's doing these days, but uh, like Darren was one of those first guys that like, when I met him, he was all about death metal and jazz. Like the guy was like a John Coltrane freak. Right. And and I had never met anyone that that crossed those boundaries before. Um, and so it's just kind of like you know, uh, it blew my mind. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so at one point, he and I even were like looking at buying a condo together because um, we were so close. And, right. And, uh, uh, it all fell apart. I moved away from Florida. I don't know what ever happened to him. Um, but uh, this Infamy demo, I think they put out three demos. I only got one of them. Uh, just was, like, so good. Yeah. Um, because death metal was really weird for me back then. I was only listening to, like, the really, like, Cynic and Nocturnus. And, yeah. Uh, um, the jazz death stuff. Yeah, like Atheist. Yeah. Um, you know, the European scene was fairly unknown to me outside of like entombed, I like entombed, but, um, you know, I wasn't listening to cannibal corpse. I was not listening to any of the like straightforward stuff. It was mm-hmm. all the, the proggy weird stuff. Um, and so infamy was kind of, they weren't doing the proggy weird stuff. They were, they were much more straightforward. Um, but it resonated with me. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not also not like a hundred percent straightforward. That's not like, totally paint by numbers like you know they were there that song at least was pretty interesting you know yeah i wish i really wish the song birth filth was on youtube um i've only got it on cassette um you know and uh it's probably my favorite song by them um and i haven't been able to listen to it in a long time okay so keeping with demos okay keeping with jazz death okay Keeping with uh, somewhat unknown bands. Here we go. 
This is possibly one of my favorite demos ever. And not very many people know it. It's one of those bands that I thought for sure in the last few years was going to reform, play MDF. Mm. You know, somebody's going to release all their shit and everybody was going to pretend they've been into them since 1990, like with Time Ghoul. But I've not heard one peep from these guys. Like, like earlier when I was playing Mind Over 4 and you thought it sounded kind of Watchtower-esque, like, this kind of reminds me of Spastic Inc., which was like a, a Watchtower yeah. offshoot. This uh, rip is kind of bad. You can hear a little bit of, like, wow and flutter in there, but it gives you the idea. So this is early 90s? 93. Florida? No. This band had, if I recall correctly, they had two demos before this, and both of them were just straightforward Neanderthal meathead death metal. And then the Florida scene happened, and then they did this. I really dig this. I have no idea what it is. I have the demo somewhere. It was never put on CD. It was never on vinyl. Nobody talks about him. say New York. Let me see if it says anywhere here. Yeah, New York. I used to write to one of these guys back when they were a meathead death metal band. And then I think he sent me this. Uh, it's, it's the whole demo is only like 20 minutes long, three tracks. There was a band in New York at the time too called Crossfade, and they had an awesome demo. I can't remember what the demo was called. But they were all friends, and then the dude from Crossfade had this crazy unique voice, and he guests on one of the songs on this. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's great stuff, right? Yeah. 
and it was really just out of nowhere. They were just like the most like six feet under-ish type of just like totally basic death metal. And this demo was like full color, pro duplicated. Like, Yeah, this rip is not the best quality, but this band is called Embryonic Death. Oh, yeah, no, never heard of them. And the, the demo is called Streams of Solidarity. So weird. called sperm to egg yes nice. <laughs> the basis is just kind of like that's it that was rad i miss la i'm going back to la you never lived in la it's true more la huh more la Thank you. 
have no idea what this is. Do you remember a band from the 80s called Detente? No. So Detente was a L.A. band, um, thrash band, mid-80s, uh, female vocalist, blanking uh, on her name right now. Um, give me a second. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, Don Crosby. Uh, oh, Don Crosby? Yeah. Fear of God? Yes. Is this Fear of God? This is Fear of God. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, this is their first album. I haven't heard Fear of God in decades. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I was working um, at the college radio station in like 91, 92. Um, and uh, they had this CD and the stack of stuff. And, and I was like the metal DJ. Um, so, I play this all the time. And. Uh, one of those underrated bands, um, yeah, yeah. you know, and then unfortunately uh, they like released one more album and she died, you know, very young, yeah, um, and it all came to a screaming halt. Um, and yeah, I just this, you know, I don't, I can't say that I know the second album at all, but this album has stayed with me. I still have it. Um, it's just a brilliant record. Um, yeah, I think I've only heard it a couple of times a long time ago. But I definitely know the name Don Crosby. Yeah. 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 She had a great voice. They got a lot of press and metal maniacs back in the day, I Did remember. They? Yeah. It's weird listening to this now. Like, I hear some of that, like, Slayer uh, from the early 90s creeping in with some of yeah. that. Well, in the very beginning, her voice and the guitar was like, it reminds me of Slayer in a it's way. It's a little dead skin masky. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's okay with me because I love that song. That's a, yeah, it's one of their best, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Fear of God. More people should know that band. Unfortunately, there's a, a hardcore band called Fear of God that yeah, everybody gets I remember that. mixed up with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I remember they got tons of press in Metal Maniacs, and I heard the record a couple times for some reason, but I never followed them or anything. You know this song. You're going to know it right away. It's just, it's one of those things where it's, not everybody knows it. And even though you may not know it from the show, most of the time it's not really a trivia show. It's like exposing people to new music. Through playing stuff that we don't know. This is a song that people should hear. I would agree with that. Mm. 
Do you recognize it? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what it is? Greenfields. Yeah. Favorite yeah. B-side. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the B-sides are just so good. So many of them are so good. Some of the remixes here and there are yeah, so yeah. cool. But some of the B-sides, like um, Absolute Zero is one yeah. of my favorite Fifth and More songs. Um, Big Kahuna, Light Up and Let Go. Yeah. Well, the problem with the remixes is they're just so dated. Yeah. Right. Well, and a lot of them are so dancey, yeah. too, which isn't really my thing. You know? I forgot about this. That bass line. Yeah. So good. Well, and, that, and that little sample in the background, that little, like, I don't know what it is, scream thing. It's an elephant, I think. Only reason I say that is because they have that other B-side. I'm blanking on the name, but it has a very definite elephant. Oh right, it. it was like played once in Brazil or something like that. Yeah, and then showed up on like their greatest hits or something like that. Yeah, it was like the, the world is now or yeah the, something. We are the world. Yeah, that's what it was. And Bob Dylan was there. Yeah, and yeah. We are the world. Yeah, I like that track with with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Uh, speaking of Faith No More, I I thought about playing a Chuck Mosley uh, version, but I couldn't believe that 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 really took me by surprise when he when he passed away. And that that place he played is just like walking distance right. from here. It's yeah, I, like I drove right by there. it on, on on my way over here. I was like, oh my god, hey, wow. Yeah. And I didn't go. Yeah. But, you know, the next time uh, L.A. Guns plays there, you can <laughs> yeah. walk down. Well, <laughs> that's true. All right. I'm going uh, off script. Offspring? Uh, no, <laughs> off script. Uh, I had I totally forgot about this first and, until you played that track. And it has nothing to do with it. Perfect. I like going off script for sure. Okay, so this is Like Rats by Godflesh, but I 
a, there was a seven inch split that uh, came out in the early 90s um, or maybe mid 90s um, where basically Godflesh and Loop covered each other's songs and they called it Loop Flesh. Okay. Um, I never would have guessed Loop. So. Yeah. And so this is Loop covering Godflesh. That's awesome. And it's one of my favorite Godflesh songs. Oh, me too. And Loop is one of those bands that I discovered way late in the game. Um, you know, probably within only the last 10 years or so. Yeah. Um, and probably thanks to my friend Jay. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain Jay was like, dude, you gotta check out Loop. Yeah. Um, and, like, <laughs> weirdly enough, I had the chance to see them live. And, uh,. I went and saw you guys instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Because um, they, they were playing across town, and I was going to try to go to both shows. and uh, But it was your record release. and uh, For Serpent? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, I couldn't pass it up. I was yeah, just like, I remember I got, that. I, I got to go. And then we broke up. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Uh, it's, it's so good. Yeah, that like rats is so instantly recognizable. Yeah. And I'm wearing my Godflesh T-shirt. Yeah. That was also a little help of. Oh, I should put that. I thought maybe it was because Pat Noyes used to wear street cleaner shirts. Well, you know, funny that you should mention that because that's how I discovered Godflesh. Me too. It was because I think it was like one of those. Uh, Faith No More on, you know, some award show, and uh, he was wearing a Godflesh shirt, and yeah. I was just like, "What is that?" Yeah, you know, I was like, "That shirt is amazing," and uh, and I went out and I got street cleaner and, and was blown away. And uh, yeah. yeah, me too. And I remember this the shirts being so striking, yeah. like for the first album and just like that stark black and white, and then street cleaner just, just, and especially back then like on earache having a band with just like block letters like that was like so weird and interesting and then just like all the yellows and reds of street cleaner it was so different and it it really struck me then i remember when i got the cd it was so different than what i expected right i expected it just be a death metal band and then you know it was like when was that record out like 91 90 something like that it was 90 yeah because it was shortly after like i got a cd player for graduation in 90 okay and that was one of the first cds i think i got yeah and it it was probably the first band i ever heard on the earache okay yeah and it was just so different i was like this this is not death metal this is so weird and different i remember looking at the credits and it said drums machine yeah and I was like, oh, my God, their drummer is named Machine. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I, uh, a couple years ago when Agalock played Bloodstock in England, I saw Godflesh for the first time. And way back in the day, in like 96 or so, I had a band that was supposed to open for Godflesh. Oh, cool. Um, and we were at the venue, or like we are waiting and it was us, Acid Bath, and Godflesh. And Justin, I mean, the rumor was that Justin Broderick punched out somebody in the band and they canceled the show. Oh. And so then it was just Acid Bath and us. And that's when I became friends with Sammy from Acid Bath, okay. Goat Whore. 
And then years later, I had tickets to go see Godflesh in Portland, and they canceled. Oh. And then, so two years ago, whenever that was, when we played Bloodstock, and I was on stage with Lawnmower, Godflesh played, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was so great. But they had so many technical difficulties. The laptop kept pooping out on them, and they had a DVD projection that kept like turning off and Justin was getting visibly upset and they were headlining yeah it was still amazing but they had so many issues I felt bad for him because Justin was sweating it for sure yeah, yeah I saw him at the Hawthorne theater and uh, for some reason they had no visuals all uh, right was so that was a little disappointing uh, but still like the just hearing the that seeing that music live um, yeah and then and then <laughs> weirdly enough so I'm like hanging out back in the bar area and uh, I start talking to the guy next to me and it turns out it's Paul Barker from Ministry and I'm like oh yeah I had that happen to me at at Clipping no I don't know somewhere recently I I ran into him yeah and it was just like I'm seeing Godflesh and I'm I'm hanging out with Paul Barker Mm -hmm. this is weird yeah (laughs) I was like yeah. Like eighteen year old me is freaking out right now. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's it was interesting to see two guys make a sound that big. Yeah. And they played when I saw them they played a wide variety of stuff, but it was pretty street cleaner heavy. Mm-hmm. Which made me very happy. Yes. Because there's there's no record like that. It's just right. it's so so perfect. Yep. I want to listen to it now. <laughs> On YouTube right here, I see in front of me that ISIS did a cover of Street Cleaner. Yeah, they they uh, did like a 10-inch, I think, or a 7-inch that was in the shape of a saw blade. Um, and uh, they covered it. When uh, Menchie was on here, he played me J.K. Flesh, which I was not familiar mm. with. Yeah. But I really like that, too. Yeah, I instantly went to his band camp and was like, okay, do you have any vinyl? Do you have any vinyl? And he does, but he it does. was all sold out. Right. and. Yeah. yeah, there might, there might actually be a J.K. Flesh record done at Second Avenue. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. I was really surprised at how much I liked it. Yeah, there's all these little offshoot bands like Techno Animal, and mm-hmm. and I think he was. I think Justin was involved with uh, Kevin Martin's band Ice, and which was a little like the beats were a little more hip hop oriented, but it was still like kind of harsh over top of it. And there was also God. Um, bands like that that uh, were fairly influential to me in the, at a young age. Yeah, and he, uh, Justin was in Head of David for a bit too, oh, wasn't love he? Love that band. Yeah. I always loved Justin Broderick, um, but then I wasn't so much into Final, yeah. his guitar noodling stuff. Sure. Um, but Yezu was amazing. Yeah. Loved Yezu. Um, and then I just kind of like, I just forgot to follow him, I guess. Um, but I really liked the last Godflesh record. Yeah. And then they have a new one out, which right. I've not heard yet. Just came out on Friday. Yeah. I got to check that out. I, but I kind of fell off the Godflesh wagon for a while. Um, but then, yeah, what was that last one called? Uh, I'm not entirely certain. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, the new one though, I've heard one song off of it and I feel like he's, back on the plot, you know. Nice. Okay. 
Purex plus Clorox 2 detergent at a Texas rodeo. This is in my favorite stain test. Or yeah. a truck full of tough stains. I prefer the Purex demos. Plus actually, one powerful back in the day, there used to be a band called Pyrexia. And actually, they're still around. I saw them with internal bleeding and suffocation at Tonic a while ago. Plus Clorox 2 but uh, tough stains using all my roommates at the time in Minneapolis would be like, Purex delivers make fun of them and call them Pyrex, you know? And Pyrexia. Brutal dishes. Together for the ultimate clean. Oh, this is live. It's not what I wanted, but it's fine. As long as it's not some camera mix. With... It sounds pretty good, though. So far. This band. It... I can't say they're like top 10 for me or anything, but this album is one of those albums I listen to probably once a month, if not more, and have probably since it came out. When did it come out? The bloat, the swamp, the sugar's on your block, the planets and the flesh in the corners of New York, the ghetto, the metal, the Mr. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Digable planets. Yeah. This record, to me, is just flawless. I saw a copy of this album at Jump Jump Music over up in Northeast for a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, I've, I've hunted this down and it's, I can't find it for a reasonable price anywhere. Yeah, I want to say he had it for over $100. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't claim to be like the biggest hip-hop guy in the world, obviously. Um, but this was the first like, hip-hop that I heard and I was like, okay. Like, I get this yeah. And I think it was because It's got the jazz in it mm-hmm. And they are playing All their own instruments yeah. It wasn't a bunch of electronics Which I was just not Really wrapping my head around At the time and, yeah I just love this record There's uh, There's this weird period In the early 90s Of hip hop um, That uh, I really Really love um, Like the Zulu Nation Stuff that was going on yeah. Um, like, it's weird coming from like the whole like death metal, black metal background, and thrash metal, and everything that I grew up on. And like the hip hop that resonates with me is all this like super positive stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I don't really care about you know the Jay Zs and you know, you know Eminem's cool and all, but you like it gets tiresome for me but like you throw on this old 90s stuff where it's all like positive vibes and like I'm just like oh this is so good I've got a little bit of both like I love NWA um I love Wu-Tang 
stuff like that. Like the last Agalock tour, every night I went to bed and listened to NWA with on my headphones going to sleep. Like I just I love that stuff. But I also have a really special place in my heart for like that like late 70s, early 80s, like Grandmaster Flash type stuff. Like I love that stuff too. And I think that like this like Diggable Planets really appeals to yeah. that. And then, and of course the jazz. Like I really loved that. I've, oh, I'm, that's, I'm gonna go off the plot again. I've got something else to, to play you next. You, you might yeah, recognize, but that's the way to do it. Is you know going off script. It's yeah, what it's, this is about. Well, it's 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 bouncing off ideas. So like you're 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 throwing stuff out, and I'm like, oh yeah, like yep. okay, that's if, what this if is you all dig about. This, what do you think about this? You know? Yep, that's exactly what we're doing. Um, One of the guys, or two of the guys from Diggable Planets, is now doing Shabazz Palaces. Well, that name is familiar to me, which but I is don't know. awesome. Way different than Diggable Planets. Uh, based out of Seattle, they're fantastic. But it's like really minimal, not real catchy, not real groovy, weird electronic, hip hop ish, kind of, but pushing a lot of boundaries. Cool. So. Yeah, this is cool. I did not mean to... I meant to play the album version, but... Yeah, but you're getting a bass solo. <laughs> and it's a crazy bass solo. And I'm sure it's on a stand-up bass, too. I don't know. It's, I don't think so. No, I can't believe it. I just always picture these guys... No, that's not a stand-up bass. I just always picture these guys in a stand-up bass. Sure. See, it's just like Embryonic Death, <laughs> or just like Infamy, or yes. whatever that band is. Yeah. Bass players that are... Okay. Yeah. Uh, love Dingle Planets. All right. junior high I was uh, this is slightly embarrassing now but you know yeah I'm you know I don't really care because you're like 22 now so that's fine right you know um so I was really into breakdancing and I was really into ninjas I was into both of those things, like hardcore. Yeah. And so I was like yeah. a breakdancing ninja. That was yeah, like... that's exactly what I was. I wanted to take breakdancing lessons. Yeah, I had like the KTEL like breakdancing cassette with mm-hmm. like the poster that showed you how to do it. And so this band uh, came from that time um, and was like mind-blowing to me at the time. And then, of course, you know. You grow up and you, you you jump into thrash metal and black metal and death metal and you get away from this stuff for a while and you forget about it and then you rediscover it and you go, wow, you know, like this is even better than you remember it. Um, there's things about this that remind me of Kraftwerk. Um, for and, seven um, years, Tonka and kids have come together to create one epic playtime. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, this totally reminds me of breakdancing. But it's weird, because, like, if you're into the whole, like, 70s, 80s electro scene, like, you know, the craft work and Tangerine Dream and things like that, this isn't that far removed from it. No, not at all. And, it, it, like, in the 80s, I never would have, you know, noticed that. Oh, yeah. Uh, And now I notice it, and it's like, just makes me love it even more. Yeah. Some pretty awesome panning going on yeah. there. band is on this floating little like hovercrafty spaceship thing and the bass player is riding a dragon in the background and, oh nice yeah the break dancers are floating in the air <laughs> So how did you know about this band? Again, this was one of those bands with that K-Tel tape. Okay. I'm fairly certain that, that their big hit was on it. Um, they were also in like all the like uh, the breaking movies. I loved those movies um, so know. much. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know their big hit. Everybody knows their big hit. It's, but it's these deeper tracks that. Right. You know who it is yet? No, I have no idea. Nucleus. Their right. their big hit, hit was Jam on it. I'm sure I'd recognize it if I heard it. Yeah, you would. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. saying push the button yeah
All right, I am gonna pull us off track a little bit here. Yeah. Because I can't think of anything to riff off of. Oh yeah. Oh, it's Nucleus, like N E W. Yeah. something from this year oh really is this a challenge yeah okay maybe something you like from this year something i like from this year yeah uh the thing that jumped in my head you would know instantly um what have i been listening to this year it's a great question That song probably goes on for another five minutes with that. <laughs> probably. That was one of the things about like Nucleus is like these long, long sections of just kind of repeated music so the breakdancers could do their thing. for liking this? Probably. Maybe not. I've been pretty much obsessed with this band for the last year. Man, if this is King Gizzard, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, it's good. 
Who is it? It's King Gizzard. Ah. <laughs> yeah. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I'm killing myself right now. It's off their first album this year called Murder of the Universe. Wow. Yeah, it's great. It's got a little bit more of an edge than I, the stuff that I've heard. The stuff varies quite a bit, but I'd say a lot of it's pretty heavy. And a lot of moments like this that are just like weird jammy, but they have a lot of like Secret Chiefs moments too. I wonder what I heard by them then, because I, what I heard was much more straightforward, like typical indie pop, and I just was like, hmm. eh. They had one single on their album before this, Flying Microtonal Banana. It was kind of innocuous and dumb. So it, it could have been that. Wish we could just make our own movie. But uh, oh, that was good. Yeah, they're they're really great. I really love that band, and they're awesome live. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. One of the stupidest band names ever. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, let's see if uh, if I can find something from this year to play you that I've been digging that I don't think you know about. I almost played you Spectral Voice. Oh, I know that. I bought that in a heartbeat. All right. This will probably be in my top 10. I did not expect that change at all. <laughs> you know who it is yet? No.
Do I know this band? Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. parts make me think of Dreadnought, mm. but these parts do not. No. funny you should mention Dreadnought when the sax solo comes on. <laughs> Do I personally know these guys? You might. I don't actually know. I don't think so. Not local? No. But I for sure know them. Yeah. Here's a clue. Best album they've done in probably close to 10 years. What? Wait. Is this Enslaved? Yeah. It's the new Enslaved. Wow. never would have guessed this was enslaved. I'm not sure what to think of this. sax is pretty intense. I love the sax.
and the song kind of has everything. Yeah. Obviously, like, I wouldn't want to hear every, you know, progressive right. black metal band using, yeah. you know, saxophone. But, like, it works on this song. It works for Eson, you know. Mm-hmm. Dreadnought uses it really well. crazy this song has everything except black metal in it yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's true maybe some of the vocals a little bit black metal wow You sound like Menchie. I've only got nine more to go. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to launch right into this one. Shot a knife. It's Yeah. How, how did you guess? Everlasting is the rain that 
from the sky fall. Brave and cold is the gloomy of the Lamian sky. It's under that majestic sky I am ready to die. funny because storm is on the up next on youtube yeah yeah storm nordavind i love that record wrong country really yeah Yes, I'm almost positive. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. They've said the band name four times really? in the lyrics already. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But it's not something you'd necessarily understand. Yeah. I'm not even sure if you're familiar with the band. I should be. Yeah. I think they have two albums out, and I could be wrong. If I recall correctly, two records, and this is the last one, and this is from 95. And then they're like all involved in other major bands? Major is subjective, but yes, you, you know the people, kind of. Pandemonium? Are they involved in that? No. No? Oh. Although that's funny that you said Pandemonium because I almost played Pandemonium. Yeah, I would have guessed that. Thanks to you. Who's this? I don't know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <clears throat> Come on, it's a... It's a full-length record from Sweden from 1995. Doesn't that narrow it down? No. <laughs> it's good, though, right? Yeah. 95 was a weird year for me. That was I was pretty much not listening to metal at all. Um, I was pretty much buried in, like, neo-folk and industrial. Well, you're missing out on this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because unfortunately in the U.S. 
it was all like Pantera and stuff like that. And where, yeah. Whereas, like, hey, I'll, I'll admit, I like Cowboys from Hell, you know, and earlier Pantera, like their hair metal stuff. I enjoy that, you know, kind of a kitschy thing. But, um, you know, after Cowboys from Hell, it was like downhill for me. Yeah. Um, this is not Pantera, if yeah. that's what you're getting at. No. Okay. But, but what I'm getting at is that bands like Pantera kind of killed my love for metal for many, many years because um, it all became so boneheaded. Um, well, and I, I was completely unaware of what was going on over in Europe for a long time. I would say that mid to late 90s was pretty poor for the most part everywhere. Like I thought death metal got pretty crappy. Black metal got pretty crappy. This is like... I felt like 95 was kind of like the drop-off point for a lot of stuff. But this record's great. This is Ophthalamia. Oh, cool. This is our second record, Via Dolorosa. Featuring It from Abruptum and Von Dur. Cool. And I'm sure other projects I'm not thinking of. Right. And it passed away two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, this is really good stuff. Yeah, I like it. I just got their first record, A Journey in Darkness. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's called A Journey into Darkness, but on this, this is A Journey in Darkness. It's uh, got a reissue of that the other day. I'm pretty stoked about. And it made me think of this. should be doing is turning the table, I guess, but whatever. I'll turn the tables. <laughs> turn the tables, yeah. spend more money thanks jason you're welcome my record queue is only 70 albums long right now <laughs> i had it down to 70 yeah well well now i'm gonna have to buy that novitas record or whatever that what? was called the fibonacci's yeah how do you how do you say that again fibonacci's i'm never gonna remember that fibonacci sequence it sounds like female Nazis. <laughs> Love that part. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I accidentally hit pause. Um, all right. So I only get one more, huh? Yep. Make it a good one. <sighs> okay. So, you should play In the Night Side Eclipse. No. Uh, play Blizzard Beasts. Nope. Play I'm, I'm Full gonna, Moon Mysticism. I'm going to give away a dark secret just for you. Yeah. Just for your podcast. Yeah. You've never heard Burism. What the fuck is this? James Joyce? No. Is this Toni Morrison? No. Stephen King? No. Everyone always assumes that we got the name from like Game of Thrones. Right. Because it's referenced briefly, but this is actually where I got the name. It's uh, a British band called the Bolshoi. Uh, they were like mid 80s. Ladies. How do you spell that? B-O-L-S-H-O-I. Like the Bolshoi Ballet. Hmm. They, they kind of got lumped in with that whole goth scene, like Fields of the Nephilim and, right. and Sisters of Mercy and Mission. But they, had, they were much poppier. But they also had the weird things like this going on. So this is the new Barrel Lands. Yes. What is a Barrel Lands? Like, what is is that? It's a basically a graveyard. Okay. Yeah. So a barrow is an is a mound grave. Ah, okay. Is wheelbarrow related to that somehow? Then. No idea. Must be. Can 
That's really cool. Yeah. So I, like I was that. I was introduced to that band in the mid nineties, uh, when I was living in Orlando also. And uh that stuck with me ever since. So since like ninety five or so. Nice. I've had that in the back of my head. Oh and, wow. That's uh, cool. Yeah. It's just like oh, they're so good. Weirdly yeah. enough, uh, the vocalist they're so they're an English band. Um the keyboard player now lives in Seattle and the vocalist lives in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's maybe if I still lived in Florida, I would be crossing paths with that guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so. Awesome. Cool. Well, cool. Thanks, well, man. Yeah. Thanks, Marty. Thanks oh. for showing me none of your Tesla collection. Oh, here, Tesla. <laughs> Hold on. That's, yeah. You could, you can, uh, we can, we can. Oh man, I didn't. Oh, there's like nine songs left. I've got nine <laughs> songs left to play. Okay, you sound like Menchi again. We're. I gotta. I have to play more songs than Menchi. <laughs> you did play more songs than Menchi. Well, here, if if uh, if we opened with Alice Cooper, we're gonna leave with Alice Cooper. So that sounds great. But not the Alice Cooper you think. I've been obsessed with this album. What the hell is this? This is the last album Alice Cooper did in the early 80s before he like disappeared and then like reinvented himself as a metalhead. Wow. This is a period that's called like the blackout period because he was on so much coke that he doesn't remember recording these albums. Yeah, I recently heard him talk about this on Marin's podcast. He was yeah. talking about albums where he doesn't remember even making them at yeah. all. And like this is a, this is a song called Dyslexia off an album called Dada, and uh, it's so amazing. Like I can't believe that this this stuff isn't more like well known. Yeah. You know, there's stuff on the album Flush the Fashion that's like could challenge Devo, you know, yeah. or there's things where, you know, off of Special Forces um, or Zipper Catches Skin, where I think you could put it up next to, say, the Ramones uh-huh. in the same period and be like, oh, you know, like, he saw what was going on and said, I can do that. Right. I can do that better. And, you know, maybe it's not better but it's not crap, you know? Right, and right. it certainly, like, for me, uh, works better than, like, I'm 18 or school's out, which right. you, you've heard so much that you're just like, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah. Um, but then you find this stuff and you're just like, what? Yeah. That's crazy. I Yeah, I haven't heard this before. Yeah. yeah I actually out. haven't heard much Alice Cooper. I've heard the hits, yeah. you know, for the most part. Yeah. And that's it. What's this album called? Dada. Okay. It's got a Salvador Dali cover. Weirdly enough, the vinyl's super hard to get. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Again, it's another one of those records that if I want it, I'm going to have to drop $40 to get it from Europe somewhere. Right. Um, whereas, like, you know, the early Alice Cooper records, you can go down to the store, you find them for five bucks. You yeah. Know? I see Million Dollar Babies all the time. Yeah. yeah. Although I like that record, too. 
All right, so what? What uh, are you gonna have a Barrelland song for us to? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, to, to do at the end. Yeah, you can uh, play Woodland Rebirth um, to like, you know, close out the show. Awesome. Um, Is there anything you want to say about that track? Or um, no, it's just uh, well, when we were writing it, uh, the the chorus like really resonated with me. It, 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 like I kept referring to, like in the writing stage I was like this is our Bathory song this is our Bathory song nice it's like it was like totally to, to my ears like the Hammerheart era Bathory um and then we took it somewhere else and you know there's like this huge funeral doom section in the middle of it and um yeah it's uh I like it a lot so uh, awesome we don't play it too often because it's, it's like a 10 minute long song but, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be playing it soon. Cool. All right. Thanks again, Marty. Thanks, man. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.